But Darrow, at that time getting on for seventy, was a man who had many interests outside the law. He was a thinker, a crusader, with all sorts of crusades. Crusades that mattered more to him than monetary rewards. Well, Mr. Darrow, reckon to finish the bank suit this weekend? Yeah, probably, probably. Well, <clears throat> what's on your mind? Uh, the motor combine case on Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've uh, read the documentation. Be okay to go? Uh, I don't know. You don't know, Mr. Darrow? <laughs> Whether you're going to do the case? Someone else may have to. I don't understand. We've kept all next week free. You're not feeling too tired. I, I know you've had a strenuous term. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm okay. Then why? I mean, they're good clients. They'd be terribly disappointed. What's the holdup, Mr. Darrow? Uh, you read about that case in Tennessee, the uh, the school teacher? Tennessee? Tennessee? Oh, yeah, yeah. Indicted for teaching evolution contrary to statute. Yeah, it's up my alley, don't you think? For the defense? <laughs> they haven't asked you to defend, have they? They couldn't afford you. Not you, Mr. Darrow. No, they haven't, and they couldn't. But fee doesn't arise. Now, listen, here are the names. Get through to them. Say that uh, if they'd like me to, I'll go right down to Dayton. Right down to Dayton. When the trial opens, it looks as if half the nation has gone down to Dayton. Swarms of them. They went to gape or preach or just cash in. They turned the sleepy main street into a crowded hullabaloo, as if Barnum's and Billy Sunday had set up pitches side by side. A hundred pressmen were there to flash the latest news through a score of extra telegraph wires installed by Western Union. A host of those novel individuals, broadcasters, were using that novel instrument, the wireless. Darrow himself, of course, was a major magnet. More so, much more so, because of his surroundings. Darrow in Dayton. The incongruity, the contrast. Like Norman Burkitt going as defender to some rural police court in Northumberland or Cornwall. Even in placid England, that would have been a nine days' wonder. On one occasion, was. But in volatile, exuberant America, everything was blown up to fifty times its size. Those who had always lived in Dayton hardly recognised it as they made their way now, flabbergasted, through the town. Inside the courtroom, though, Dayton stayed true to form. The hucksters were out. The evangelists were in. On the jury, as it was finally composed, there were eleven regular churchgoers. Six Baptists, four Methodists, one Disciple of Christ. On the bench was Judge Ralston, who opened each day's hearing with a religious ritual, a revivalist hymn and a prayer. 
Darrow, in the circumstances, did not take this kindly. To the I do protest. I do not object to anyone praying in private, but on the trial of this case, I object to this courtroom being turned into a prayer meeting. That uh, concludes your objection, Mr. Darrow? Yes, Your Honor. I do not need to amplify it. Very well. I do not want to be unreasonable, but I believe I have a right. I am responsible for the conduct of this court. It has been my custom since I have been a judge...